Uh, the question is essentially, how did the Bible come to be? Who got to have input on how it got to come to be? And then what was there anything that was not included, like left out? And there's a, I mean, this is a sermon series, folks. So yeah, this we'll, is a we college do, course. Yeah, <laughs> it's not which is not a bad series. thing. It's good to understand kind of where it comes from. Yeah. Um, but we can kind of talk about a little overview. Let me give you a quick summary. Um, came together over a very long period of time. Uh, the Jewish scriptures, especially Jewish scriptures, came together over a very long, long period of time. They believe it was uh, Ezra and Nehemiah was kind of that that yeah. that crux where everything sort comes of together yeah. for the Brought for the, the Jewish. The uh, yeah, um, in the New Testament, you're talking about several hundred years of of it coming together in terms of uh, there was a couple of councils involved and. Um, uh, I know we, talk, we talked about it one series before. There was a couple of councils involved. There's criteria. There's several criteria. Sometimes we'll read a basis of three. Sometimes there's five listed as criteria as to, as to who got, you know, what sort of criteria fell in place for um, the New Testament uh, scriptures. And so I think, I think the biggest thing when people ask this question is um, they're, they're just wondering. They're just wondering how in the world something like this, which is so complex, can be um, sort of stamped with the idea that it's, it's all God's infallible word, um, especially when man was involved, especially when man was involved. Um, I think, you know, part of this is going to be the nerd, nerd out if you really want to do that. We've, we can send some resources to you. We can talk with you about that. Um, there's a, it, it is astounding what God did over, over centuries to bring mm-hmm. His word together and to preserve it, uh, which I'll let Don kind of speak into. But but it's astounding. There's also the nature of the fact that that uh, many many people approach the Bible as literature. Okay, they just approach it as literature, and uh, and and for and for you or for me as a follower of Christ, in terms of pr- approaching God's word as as His word as His living, active, breathing word of God. Um, we are, in essence, it's Romans 8, I believe, we are, in essence, trusting that the Holy Spirit is speaking to our spirit about what is true, okay, about what is true. And that's why it's, it's always in concert with God's Word that we hear from God. Um, many, many people in our culture just want to just wanna feel like God put a rubber stamp of, yes, that's me, on a thought or a feeling they have um, because they believe, well, I feel this way, so God, is that you speaking to me? And it usually, pretty, usually it's pretty quick that we're like, yeah, absolutely, that's totally what God's saying. And so um, that's why it's always in concert with God's Word, that God's Word, um, not just from the supernatural standpoint of why it still exists and why it's here for us, um, but the fact is that we, we are spiritually reading and listening and understanding. Um, I can't remember the scripture, but um, I think Paul says at the end of the day, people can read and people can hear um, and without spiritual eyes to see or ears to hear, they're not going to understand any of it. And so that's, you got to kind of walk down both paths of the fact that there is something spiritual at stake in terms of reading God's word as the infallible word of God uh, and not just looking at it like another encyclopedia that you go to uh, to look up a concordance of where I'm looking up adultery, what's it say? And then you go, you know, on your little uh, encyclopedia hunt, you know. Anyway, we were talking about that before. I want to let you yeah, speak so about it just in terms I of... I go off on the yeah. neat Greek geeking out on it and the nerd yep. side of it a little bit more. Um, just because of the archaeology that goes into discovering all of this. And so what you're talking about in this um, discovery of the Scriptures is the canonization of the Scriptures. Um, And so in the Old Testament, 
um, we have Jewish culture, all right? So you have the Septuagint, the Torah, those things, the Pentateuch, those things were handed down from generation to generation. And fortunately, we have uh, authors and historians like Josephus and Pliny mm-hmm. the Younger and some other ancient historians that all point to, as well as Jewish culture, and if you know anything about the Jewish culture, they're very uh, emphatic about the history that they keep and all of the information that they keep. Um, and so we have what the original Jewish texts look like when they came to an end, when they assumed that God had stopped speaking to them, mm. there was about a 400-year intertestamental period. That's why the Pharisees were so dogmatic about crucifying Christ, is because he was violating that 400 years of, mm-hmm. of silence, and they were trying to hold on to the heritage of what was ended around Ezra, Nehemiah, maybe Zechariah time. And so they were, they were holding on to with staunch, very dogmatic beliefs, uh, but there are other books that were written during that time mm-hmm. that didn't meet the criteria for being God's word, all right? And so then we have the New Testament, and so those were established, the Old Testament was much more established by Jewish culture because it's, yep. what, they, it's what they used, it's, who they, it's still what they use. Then we have the New Testament, and then the New Testament was more solidified by what we call the councils. Yep. And then you can go through and read the councils, but again, it's all about the canonization of the scriptures. But the really cool thing about the New Testament is this thing called archaeology. And so even if you just study the New Testament from an archaeological standpoint or a literary standpoint, we have the original manuscripts. And so then we have original manuscripts from the original church authors who pushed the church forward. And you've got to realize that up until about 1000 AD, there's only one church. Mm-hmm. So they only used one set of scriptures. We didn't mm-hmm. have the 264,000 denominations that we argue over what color carpet to use, <laughs> what kind of music to play. They had one church, and so they had one set of scriptures that were being used yep. and one set of scriptures that were being interpreted. So we don't, we have all that archaeological evidence, so we don't have to stand in confusion about yep. what is the book. Generally speaking, people that want to put that into question want to cause a believer to doubt that God actually authored the book. And so there's, there's all kinds of archaeology that you can study, but while you study the archaeology and you study Septuagint and you study manuscripts, all right, so that's the other word you want to throw in there is studying different types of manuscripts in the Masoretic text versus the other different texts. I can I massacre their names. Um, uh, but also study the, tr- the councils. Yeah. Um, and then when you do that, yeah, Carthage. And Carthage, and study the, um, early, uh, yep. the early church um, pastors, like yeah. er, um, Origen and uh, who was the other big guy? Uh, man, my brain is just drawing a blank right this second. But anyways, there's... We have historical documents to help us understand where they came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, if you really want to get into that, you're going to want to study the canon. Yeah, and one of the reasons that there's not as much archaeological evidence for Old Testament stuff is because it was really um, predominantly oral tradition. Yeah. Yep. So a lot of it was from family to family, from generation yep. to generation. Yep. All of it was kept uh, in an oral tradition instead of writing it all down and having yep. it. Especially the early ones. But then we have the Dead Sea Scrolls that were very much physical evidence right. text that really support oh, yeah. all of the ancient uh, oral tradition that was pa- handed down. And those were physical discoveries that solidify the accuracy of what was passed down from generation to generation. Yeah, so all that's so, to say is there's there's a lot we could go on there. You can really and geek out looking, on it. If you're me. looking for resources, <laughs> we'd love to, to point you in the right direction. So feel free to email us or, or just come talk to us and we'll, we'll point yeah. you in the right direction.